Welcome to life on earth. Welcome to life on earth. Welcome to life on earth. Well, hello, you fabulous people. You good people. And welcome to life on earth. Thank you for joining me. It's Pride Month. Yes, I got scooped. Can you believe I got scooped? The Daily Objective had a great conversation today about is Pride Month even a, a rational thing to have? Do we need Pride Month? Good conversation. If you didn't hear it yet, make sure you listen to that TDO. They had fun in the second part, too, and talked about what do we wish we had been taught back in school? Well, we may touch on a little bit of that. It's Pride Month. Pride Month, one of the seven virtues, along with you know lust and gluttony. No, that's the Christians. Along with honesty and integrity and productiveness and rationality and justice, pride. What could be better? What could, what on God's green earth could be better? From Ayn Rand, pride. Pride is the recognition of the fact that you are your own highest value. And like all of man's values, it has to be earned. That any achievement open to you of any achievement, the one that makes all the others possible is the creation of your own character. That your character, your actions, your desires, your emotions are the products of the premises held by your mind. That as man must produce the physical values he needs to sustain his life, so he must acquire the values of character that make his life worth sustaining. That as man is a being of self-made wealth, Bring on those super chats, folks. So he is a being of self-made soul. That to live requires a sense of self-value. But man who has no automatic values has no automatic sense of self-esteem and must earn it by shaping his soul in the image of his moral ideal, in the image of man, the rational being he is born, able to create, but must create by choice. That the first precondition of self-esteem is that radiant selfishness of soul which desires the best in all things, in values of matter and spirit, a soul that seeks above all else to achieve its own moral perfection, valuing nothing higher than itself. Unquote Ayn Rand. Interestingly, Ayn Rand used the word pride in describing the virtue, the attribute of character, the action. As for the value, we, she, we use the term self-esteem. So pride is the virtue, self-esteem is the value. You know, in my own words, as I say it to myself, pride isn't something you have, it's something you do. It's a way of acting. And this is Pride Month, June, a month to recognize the fact that you are your own highest value and to act accordingly. A month to highlight this virtue, to pay special attention to this virtue, to celebrate this virtue, to bring pride, the attribute which Aristotle termed the crown of the virtues, to the fore. Now, what could be better than that? And if that wasn't already fortuitous, auspicious enough, one of my favorite fine retailers, the department store chain Target, has jumped right into celebrating pride. Right on Target. 
now, before I go on, let me say hi to the folks in the chat. I am glad you are here. Join me in this conversation. Let me see your comments. Put, hit the dollar sign at the bottom. You can turn them into super chats. They will stand out, and your comments certainly deserve that. And any dollars, pence, shekels, whatever you got, will support the Ayn Rand Center UK that makes this show and shows like this possible. But I want to address the rainbow-striped elephant in the room. Ayn Rand was known for having made some critical statements about homosexuality, or at least about homosexuals. Uh, this has been covered elsewhere, if you haven't seen it yet, including the ARC UK video with James Valiant and Dr. Harry Binswanger entitled, Was Ayn Rand Wrong About Homosexuality? Watch that video. The answer isn't yes or no. I think the answer was no, she was not wrong, but some of her statements, watch the video. I don't want to say anything simplistic about it. Ayn Rand not only had valued acquaintances who were homosexual, her brother-in-law, Frank O'Connor's brother, and a good friend to the O'Connors was a gay man. And he had a good relationship with Frank and Ayn. Leonard Peikoff, is known for having made critical statements about transsexuality. And yet he has spoken and written rationally and sympathetically about reasonable people living with gender identity issues. And there are several good, rational, reasonable, and I must add brave gay and transsexual people within the objectivist community. If you're not already friends with them, well, I'll just say at least online, you might be and you don't even know it. And I'm not going to out anybody who hasn't already chosen to share it publicly. You know, but one well-known example was the Andrew Bergman, a truck-driving objectivist, a la Atlas Shrugs truck-driving objectivist, who I knew online for, for years before learning that he wasn't born a man. Andrew, he didn't fight with any of the so-called trans activists, you know, fighting for artificial rights for trans groups or for any of the irrationality that's out there today. No, he understood and respected individualism and property rights. His situation didn't impose anything on anyone else. He just wanted to drive his rig and share his passion for ideas and values and experiences and live as he chose to live. And that's exactly what he did. And we lost him to cancer recently. But that was a life well lived. If there is any community, if there's any group that should respect the rational, virtuous, individual homosexual, uh, the rational, virtuous, individual, transsexual, it should be the individualists. It should be us. Yes, it's 2023. And in today's culture war, there is shrill, virulent advocacy that's got to be fought. There are people who are not rational, not reasonable, not individualistic. But in this context, that's irrelevant. I will fight irrationality whenever I can, wherever I can, and when I must, but uh, 
Beyond that, what I care about is good, virtuous, decent people of all stripes. Speaking of the rainbow-colored elephant in the room. But back to pride. Again, Target celebrating pride. What could be better than celebrating pride? Now, a few of Target's stores have taken some flack for this. The problem isn't pride, you know, it's the kind of pride that Target is celebrating with store displays featuring rainbows, you know, gay pride and transsexual pride and asexual and non-binary, wherever you find yourself, etc. pride. And I say, a few Target stores, because where I live, you know, suburban Motown, the several Target stores I've been in over the last couple of weeks, they all still have their pride displays, you know, these small little kiosks or wheeled display stands with all sorts of rainbow-themed goods. They have them right in the front of the store. But according to the news, and I'm sure some of you have heard this, some stores have wielded the displays to the backs of the stores because some shoppers walked in and couldn't handle the sight of these colorful rainbow-themed goods. And in fact, some of these rainbow-sensitive shoppers have been so affected that their protests are making the news. And in a big way, they're, they're organizing boycotts. And the boycotts are making the news, you know, kind of like those crazy left-wingers, the snowflakes, and their so-called cancel culture boycotts. In fact, the anti-rainbow crowd made enough news that Target's equity on the stock market recently took a big dip to the effect of billions of dollars. Now, happily, let's get to the cheerful part here. United States Senator Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is predicting that, unlike the case of Bud Light, the case of Bud Light, the effect won't last. So that's good. You know, of course, the effect of a case of Bud Light has always been trivial. Anyway, Senator Ted also explained that Disney will be fine because there's just no way to replace Disney, Disney he explained. <coughs> American Light Beers. American light beers are fungible, they're interchangeable, they're equally hardly drinkable. But there's only one Mickey Mouse, there's only one Snow White, there's only one Ariel. So, one more prop to Senator Cruz, a man I used to vocally support, you know, before our 45th president kind of broke him. But if you heard yesterday's Yarenbrook News Roundup from May 31st, then you know Ted Cruz has actually spoken up against the African country Uganda and their outrageous new anti-homosexuality legislation. Let me read that real quick from that USA Today article. Senator Ted Cruz lashed out at a harsh anti-LGBTQ measure signed into law in Uganda on Monday that imposes the death penalty for what it describes as aggravated homosexuality and establishes lifetime prison sentences for anyone who engages in gay sex. 
quote, this Uganda law is horrific and wrong. The Texas Republican posted on Twitter with an LGBTQ hashtag. Any law criminalizing homosexuality or imposing the death penalty for quote-unquote aggravated homosexuality is grotesque and an abomination. All civilized nations should join together in condemning this human rights abuse. Unquote Senator Ted, Senator Cruz. President Joe Biden also spoke out against the law Monday, calling for its immediate repeal. Biden, in a statement, called the law, quote, a tragic violation of human rights, one that is not worthy of the Ugandan people, and one that jeopardizes the prospects of critical economic growth for the entire country, unquote, which is the right thing for the president to say. He's not just condemning them, but this may affect your economic growth. Damn right. While I don't believe that the uh, government should be restraining trade, if there is ever a case for the United States to condemn a country and maybe even threaten their trade status, this is a good one. So it was heart. I've been so disappointed in Ted Cruz. It was heartening to hear him say that, that there is still, still a heart in the man, a brain in the man. Again, what could be better than that? So good for you, Ted. Faint echoes of the man who used to, he used to explicitly champion individual rights. Ted Cruz, the American Constitution, our founding principles. He was explicit. He went as far as to read passages from Ayn Rand's The Fountainhead and Atlas Shrugged on the floor of the Senate of the United States of America, which happily means it was entered into the congressional record. You can actually find those clips. So here's a question. Question for you. Answer this in the chat. If you're listening after the fact, answer it in your head. Question, and maybe those of you who have seen a Target Pride display, whether at the front of the store like they are here or move to the back, maybe you can answer this. Here's the question. What percentage of the floor space in a Target store is used for Pride displays? Now, in answering, you should include all of the other quote-unquote woke items in the store, you know, if you can find them, they are there. So, you know, besides that 15 by 30 foot pride space, add in the, the rainbow bathing suits, including these new ones that feature the infamous tuck feature. You know, for girls, I, I can't even say it. I'll try. For quote, girls with penises, unquote. And if that doesn't sound like a phrase that makes any sense, this is a rare occasion in which the expression ignorance is bliss is actually true. You're better if you don't know. But but yes, add in all of the other gay and transsexual and asexual and non-binary, all of the other pride items. Now, what percentage does that make of the space in a 135 thousand square foot department store. How does that compare? 
you know, to the other clothes and linens and housewares and appliances and electronics and books and magazines and DVDs and kitchenware and school supplies and garden supplies and greeting cards and HBA and all of the other stuff in a Target. Now, look, I get it. The protests against Target aren't literally about the tiny, tiny, tiny bit of space they've devoted to rainbows. You know, mostly it's about fighting the left. Fighting the left. Now, now the kernel of truth, DEI, woke, cancel culture, is a big issue, a very big issue. But not the one single defining issue that some of us think they are. The reactionaries sneering chant of go woke, go broke, almost inevitably descends in them into them going anti-woke, going morally, ideologically bankrupt. Consider Matt Walsh. But before I consider Matt Walsh, we do have a super chat from Kindred Amy who says, praise for gay and trans people in the objectivist community and many otherwise all excellent and thoughtful individuals <laughs> uh, bring on the rainbows. Thank you for that, Amy. By all means, if anybody else has something you want to stand out, put it in as a super chat, do that thing. And uh, we have some good comments in the chat, including from Equal to Reality, that Uganda law is disgusting. Good on Ted Cruz. It's hard to say nice things about Ted Cruz on this kind of topic, but just this once or really twice, He's come through, so I've got to give him his props. But as I say, consider <laughs> people for whom I have zero. I love it. John in the chat says, the rainbow flag displays are a celebration of capitalism. I love that because I love Target is making money off of this. And they should be. I don't mean to say that as if it's a bad thing. But consider Matt Walsh, the intellectual I love to hate. Except that's not even true. I don't love anything about him. I just hate him. But Consider Matt Walsh going around asking, asking leftists, what is a woman? Now, it's a gotcha question, of course. You know, look up any word in the dictionary, and the first thing you have to accept looking up words in a dictionary is there's usually more than one answer, more than one definition. Try looking up selfishness, or better yet, better yet, look up pride. Not only will you find multiple definitions, and that's as it should be, that's as it must be, since a word has multiple valid usages, but you will also find definitions that better suit self-esteem, the value, versus pride, the virtue. You will find both egoism and egotism, a distinction which Ayn Rand describes having issues with in writing The Fountainhead. She discussed that in her 25th anniversary introduction. Uh, if you still think, what is a woman? If you still think that's simple, I mean, fair enough. An adult, female, human, certainly top of the list. But what does, and why is that question a gotcha? What does that definition tell us about what a woman is? What does that definition tell us about what it is like to live a life as a woman? What is femininity? 
you know, even if you want to unite gender and sex, how does female play out? And how many elements of that adopted by a biological male, say, with gender dysphoria or just issues and living his slash her own best life as if he were a woman? How many elements of that is Matt Walsh, with his question, trying to get his victim to deny or disrespect in demanding simplistic answers to surprisingly but irrefutably complicated questions? No, Matt Walsh, this is not the way. This is not the way reasonable people act. And it's not the way definitions nor the process of induction work. Incidentally, in that regard, I highly recommend the most recent HBTV, the AMA, How Was the Problem of Induction Solved? I've said before that Ayn Rand's collection, Introduction to Objectivist Epistemology, is the answer to the problem of induction. But Dr. B lays it out better than I do, or at least as well as I do. I also, I should probably say, since I often recommend related shows on the channel and elsewhere, let me hasten to say the recommendations I make are one way. I am not suggesting that Drs. Binswanger nor Yaron Brook agree with the connections that I am going to make to their statements. <laughs> Obviously, I think they would and they should, but I am making no claims in that regard. The point here is definition, definitions need to be clear and objective, but that does not necessarily make them simple. Real quick, because we have another super chat. Thank you, Equal to Reality. Appreciate that very much. And he says, it will be a good day when we move past intrinsic traits and to the content of character. More individualism, less collectivism. Obviously, I could not agree more. So, and I think E2R and I disagree a little bit about this. Pride Month. Well, here's something I think we do agree with. Here's a second question for you. It's Pride Month. So, question. Just what are gay and, and the other proud people? Proud boys? No. What are gay and transsexual and other people proud of? What are they proud of? Being gay? No. They're proud of the same thing that, that freed abolitionist slaves were proud of. You know, people like Sojourner Truth, Harriet Tubman, Frederick, Frederick Douglass, the great man. And Union soldiers in the Civil War, what they were proud of. The same thing that women throughout history, women in the early 1900s and in, into my lifetime, victims of sexism, what they were proud of. The same thing that Black people and other victims of racism right through the Civil Rights era were proud of. Surviving the ordeal with their dignity intact living their lives, fighting for what's right. Now, we don't have an honesty month. 
You know, we should be honest every month. And we don't have an integrity month or a justice month. Still, we do have high we do have holidays that highlight and celebrate, say, productiveness, such as Labor Day. And, and I'm good with that. Highlighting a virtue or a value does not undercut that attribute on the other days of the year. I mean, if it does, what would that mean? If you are only ever grateful on Thanksgiving Day, and if you're only ever patriotic on Independence Day, or God forbid, if you're only ever romantic on Valentine's Day, well, let me know how that's working out for you. In a 135,000 square foot Target store, the pride display is small, and it's easy to ignore if it holds no value for you. You know, ditto Pride Month displays everywhere. They only loom large if you let them. You know, like, like noticing a particular model car. You never notice until you've bought one, and then all of a sudden you're like, everybody else already has a, a Honda Accord. You know, then every other car you see is yours. So too with Pride Month. Now, if the whole idea annoys you, if you've decided there's no rational value there for people who've faced discrimination and survived, who've been strong, who've been gratefully supported by friends and family and peers, if all you see is the woke and the culture war, then yeah, those, those 30 square feet will drive you nuts. But that need not be the case. In Yarenbrook's News Roundup, May 30, he discusses his friend, <clears throat> Professor of Economics, Deirdre McCloskey. And Yaren asks, why would anyone want to make this person, Professor McCloskey's life, less present, less pleasant? Why would anyone want to make this person's life less pleasant by calling her him or Donald, the name she was born with? This is the right way to think about it. This is individualism. This is actual individual people dealing with actual people. There are reasons to fight, to fight violations of your free speech. And please do. And this is nothing new, but it is bad. And let me make this point. It's a fight that has been going on for longer, longer than I've been alive. Let me say this to the, oh, you couldn't tell that joke today. You couldn't make that film today. You couldn't make Blazing Saddles in 2023. Let me tell this to that crowd. I'm sorry, but you're wrong. Yes, you could make that film. Yes, you could tell that joke. And not just by making it into a rap song. And sure, there might be outrage. There always has been. In the past, it was the Hayes office. Hopefully, most of you are too young to remember what that is. The burning of books or record albums by church groups. Heck, they used to burn vinyl albums by Elvis Presley for being too sexy. And by the Beatles for being too awesome. Comedian Lenny Bruce was thrown in jail for mimicking, not even real ones, but mimicking lewd gestures on stage. 
the Motion Picture Association of America, the MPAA, you know, ratings G through X or NC-17. I guess in the UK, that's the British Board of Film Censors or the BBFC. BBFC sounds much more profane than the labeling. Or the Parents Music Resource Center, the PMRC, and record labeling. And nowadays, the Entertainment Software Ratings Board. You video game fans know that. The ESRB and video game labeling. Freedom-wise, expression-wise, we've still got a ways to go. A long ways to go. Certainly, Karen is still alive and well. But compared to the past, we are a remarkably live-and-let-live society. And that's as it should be. Still a long way to go. That's the kernel of truth behind the mess that is woke. The kernel of truth, the little bit that's real, is that there really is irrational and unjust prejudice. There really is racism and sexism and anti-gay sentiment so-called homophobia and hatred for transsexuals, etc. So fight the woke. Certainly fight DEI. Fight the culture war. But don't let it own you. Don't let it change your spirit and certainly don't let it change your epistemology. Don't let it turn you into a collectivist. Don't let it own you. Don't let it matter too much. Do not let it take up residence, even within the smallest nook or cranny or corner of your spirit, your joy, your lust for life, your javad de vie, your love of this life on earth. Do not let your outrage overwhelm you to the point that you no longer see individuals, straight, gay, black, white, male, female, individual individuals. We are the individualists. We are the valuers. And for that, we are, you are, you should be proud. Every day, certainly all this month of June, and throughout the year. And that, for all of us, for each of us, gay, straight, man, woman, all or none of the above, that is life on earth. <laughs>